Good evening, and welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Von Dunn, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Hello, sir. How are you? Very formal tonight. Addison Elko. Episode 8. Let's... Oh, it's been like two months. This is like eight weeks? It's, two it's eight months. weeks. Eight yeah. weeks. We're, we're almost at the double-digit mark. That means the post-draft episode will be episode 10. That's special. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ooh, that is special. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We Maybe probably... we should do it fully nude. It's that... so funny because I was about to say <laughs> the exact same thing. That was an on-air high five. That's so weak. One more time. That's There it was. There it was. Um, so, so how, how was your, how was your weekend? How was, how was Easter weekend? What'd you do? Would you have fun? I mean, my, my weekend was great. Um, that's good. I got to spend it with not only my family, but my lovely girlfriend, Samantha. Oh, that's great. It was she fantastic. Um, I don't think she listens. Okay. Um, but in case she does, you know, it's a nice Why? little, nice there, little job. There you go. I mean, she has listened before. She, she's, she supports everything we do. She doesn't fit the demographic of the podcast. No, she doesn't. She listened out of necessity, not because she wanted to. Yeah. I told, I told her we were about to talk about running backs, and she said, thrilling, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's what we're working Okay. All right. Oh, great. But it was, it was a great weekend. Got to spend some time home. Got to spend some time in Staten Island. Um, it was relaxing. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Sounds like- it was good. I, I went home back to uh, Syracuse for the weekend. Uh, they always fly by in like, the blink of an eye, but, you know. Uh, Saturday, you know, went golfing. Played, uh, played awfully. Okay. Um, then I played basketball for like... Three four hours, which was that long. Yeah, we played for a while. Wow, uh, it was very fun. I'm, I was a little bit sore the next day, but good to be back. And then I went to a Syracuse Crunch hockey game. How was that? It was, it was fun. It was the last game of the regular season. They're the Tampa Bay Lightning farm team. Okay. So like, the Tampa Bay Lightning just missed the playoffs. So like, they sent all their guys down to the Crunch. So they just <laughs> they just blew out. That's awesome. That's actually were, hilarious. The team they were playing. But yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Very cool. How was yours? I uh, went to two Yankee games, both wins, and went golfing with shout out to to my dad, Poppy Boy, Poppy Boy, Bibbs. I know he's gonna listen. You know, I shot eighty one. I was pretty happy. My first full round of the year. So we're getting ready for the crunk. So all the practice is gonna pay off. I actually saw Poppy Boy in Penn Station um, yesterday. Actually, really, I was, I was just super flustered. I was waiting for my my Easter leftovers for my cousin. And he was like all excited, and I was like pumped. I was like, "Damn it!" Like I wanted to say. He usually hi. always was, tells me when he sees I you. I was flustered. That's so weird. I ran into him in Penn Station like two weeks ago. Yeah, he's everywhere, and he's nowhere. <laughs> Thank you. That being said, uh, we have a, a relatively long show ahead of us. I mean, we'll we'll stretch anything out to an hour. So mm-hmm. you you can almost guarantee on that uh, death taxes and this show being over an hour. Um, <laughs> so let's start first with a um, little bit of agenda. We're going to go into trivia. We'll go into some player news, uh, a couple of running back updates, um, a couple of Twitter trades, I believe, as well, Chad. Sure. You have some tw- yeah. trades for us. And then we're going to go over the second round of, or continuation of our last week's episode with the second round of the actual mock draft from Kuiper and McShay. So we'll see where some landing spots are, whether we like them, not like them, and then hopefully we'll compare them to the actual NFL draft in two weeks. Yeah. Eight days. Eight days. That's well, it? Eight days? It's eight days, 22 hours. Like nine days, really. But No, I'm saying eight. Eight days. I have to work on my mock this weekend. It's coming up. Yeah. I did, oh, I did I well. It. I did well last year. I got eight picks oh, right. Oh, the real mock. Like the yeah, actual, oh, the actual mock. Yeah, I got eight picks right in the first round last year. Um, so I beat Kuiper, lost to McShay. McShay got nine. So I'm coming, I'm coming for McShay, Todd. <laughs> that's Todd, crazy. That's crazy. you hear me? I'm coming for you. It's crazy that they that's their job and they only get eight right. Well, it's one one trade just blows it all up. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. true. 
but I'm pumped. I can't wait. Yeah, as am I. As am I. I can't, you know what I can't wait for the most is your reaction. I fully support the regime <laughs> Stop and all their decisions. That. Greg has had better the the flowers reaction was is better than any Eric's reaction. Well, I still show people the flowers reaction like in my office. Like I still on like every other day I just bring it out. It's fantastic. You can't retire it. It is it is a good one. Are you still upset about the Corey Coleman pick? No, no. But who did you want over him last year? I forgot. I I wanted Josh Doxson over. I like oh, Josh right. Doxson better than Coleman. Yeah. Um. So the jury's out on if you were right or. The regime was yeah, right. I mean, Indeed. the regime is always right. I fully support them in all their decisions. <laughs> no, Moving on. So, this week's trivia question is, is I think, a little bit easier. Hopefully. Maybe it's, maybe it's tough. I don't know. But, with the current March ADP, so I figure with the draft coming up, we'll do a little bit of, of rookie talk. So, overhyping rookies is what we're talking about right now. With current March ADP, um, spanned across three websites... DLF, Dynasty Nerds, and uh, Fantasy Football Toolbox. There are... Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you the amount. I'm going to ask you the question. How many rookies are in the top 50 for ADP for Dynasty PPR? Okay. And who are they? That's it. Just top 50 ADP getting drafted. Okay. How many are there? And who are they? Oh, this should be easy. That's what I'm saying. It should be easy. Once we get the number, I feel like it's going to be easy. Maybe there are some curveballs in there. We'll one, one PPR can race on wide receivers, I think. Or it could, could not. A white running back. Whoa. Maybe maybe a quarterback. No. no. We'll find out. <laughs> so, yeah, think about that. Um, there are a certain number of, of rookies in the top 50 ADP for this month for March, and now it's averaged across the three websites. So just think about it throughout the episode, March. and we'll bring it back. Okay. Super early, but yes, March 2017. Okay. okay. So, moving on, we do have some player news. Uh, we're going to go into a couple of running backs right now. And now these running backs, we're going to start with the Patriots' backfield. And with all recent news, they just seem like they're signing every running back they can. And it's a very interesting strategy because what do they have, five running backs on their on their active roster currently? Pretty much, yeah. It's what, Deion Lewis, Rex Burkhead, uh, you got James White, just signed Mike Gillisley, we'll obviously go into, and then... Just waiting on what they're going to do with Blunt. Waiting on what they're going to do with Blunt. So they could have up to five running backs on their active roster, which is crazy. What's funny is that if any other team was doing this, I would be like, they're stupid, they're idiotic, but it's the Patriots and Belichick. So yeah. I'm like, he knows like something's happening. There's some analytic he figured out or just new, I don't know, not, not a new system, but I trust them. Like, I would never doubt them. They're stockpiling receivers too. Like, yeah. They just want every offensive free agent out there. Well, I think they know. Like Obviously, they can still win with Brady. They just won. He's only got whatever amount of years you think he, that he says he's going to play till he's like sixty, but they know how long he's going to play for. I mean, screw your picks. Win, win now. Win rings now. Why you, why you have an all-time or the best quarterback ever? Yeah. So I think they're going for it. Yeah, it seems like we've talked about it too. That all, the pay, not that they made any trades for these, but they've made trades for Cooks and whatever. But they're only they're the only team involved in trades. Like if there's any trade in the NFL, it seems to be the Patriots are involved in some way. Like they'll say, take take my pick. I, I want to. Like, they know how to plug people into their system and make it work, and they'll take the player over a rookie. Finna get active. Yeah. Can't hate on it. No. No. Can't hate on it. Plus, like, they've drafted okay. I think they're much better at acquiring oh, you know, players already in the absolutely. league. Like, yeah. Bill's, like, already, you know, vet, not veterans, but non-rookie evaluations are, are a yeah, lot and better. Honestly, they hit, they hit more on late picks yeah. than they do yeah, early they picks. Yeah, they do. 
They hit much. I mean, the best example would be Tom Brady, obviously. Of course. Of yeah, course. but they they. They don't have very much success at hitting on receiver, but that might have changed last year with Malcolm Mitchell. But they they have a track record of, track record of not hitting on receivers. It's the choir. I wanted Aaron Dobson to be good so badly. I, I mean, wanted him to be, I wanted year. him to be so good, and he just was not good. He was good for a little while, and then he fell off the map. Yeah, that seems to happen in New England. You're good for a year, and then so I, think, yeah. I think they just break you if you can't figure it out. They just break you. They, br- they do. It's got to be it. So I'll ask you guys, I don't know the answer, but I just thought of this. The four running backs we mentioned, maybe not, you don't have to order them, but which one do you want out of all of them, if you have to pick one, and say you're trying to trade for one, what would you give up for one of them? For the number one one you want. Mm. That, that's tough. That's very I, tough. I, I have my answer. I don't know if I like it. I, I like my answer. I'm I'm actually going to go with Gillisley. Me too. Out of all of them. Me too. I, I think really. I yeah. think White and Lewis are good. They're the passing down backs, but I think Gillisley is going to take the early. Gillisley, the touchdown guy. I think he'll be the touchdown guy, and I think he'll vulture. I think he'll end up with the most points at the end of the season. Um, I 100 agree with you. I agree that the vulture. I don't think consistently. I mean, they need to get to the red zone, and I think that I would take Lewis. You know. He was hurt, I, you know. Blunt took a lot of that. I think Blunt's done. I mean, I think the Gillisley and all, and the, you know, the White resigning. I think he's he's gone. So if you're if you're assuming he's out, I, I don't. I can't see Gillisley being the. I mean, unless you think they're all going to share the workload, but I think I would take Lewis over all of them just because of the PPR value and, you know, they seem to win whenever he plays. So I mean, the winning factor, and I think I might even take Rex Burkhead over Gillisley. Really? Really? Yeah. But Gillisley is going to be Blount. So you're saying that you would have be... took the, the PPR backs over Blount last year, too? Well, Blount had a... I don't know. I mean... I mean, he had, a crazy, a, he had a crazy yeah. season. He did. He did, he but he's... But I felt like he had more of a role than just a vulture role, too. Correct. Yeah, they used him They used him in the middle of the field, too. So... All right, so let's make this interesting right now. We're going to do this live on air. You guys can you guys can choose to accept or decline. Just okay. know that you may be met with backlash if you decline. Okay. okay. So, in the interest of betting, I will take James White. If you take Gillis Lee and you take Deion Lewis, let's go at the end of the fantasy season. Whoever has the most points, the other two have to buy a six-pack for the winner. Oh, that's easy. I'll do that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Unless you want to wait. So we left out Rex Rex purposely. Okay. Six-pack of my choosing? Yeah, so two two separate six packs. <laughs> and if sexy if beer. sexy wins, we all just buy a six pack and pour it out. Yeah, that's it. Just completely <laughs> dumped out. If if sexy wins, we get a keg, an apartment keg. Okay, and we raid you for the lead. <laughs> I'm gonna root for that. Also. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. down. I'm down for the bet. All right, cool. Best yeah, of, best so you're, of luck so you're taking White. I'll take I'll take James White for the purpose of better. So you like White over Rex Burkhead too? I think they brought in Rex for a reason. I know they re-signed White, but. I agree. I, I think it's they did, than, but... I feel like re-signing is different than, like, going out and acquiring. Like, I feel like they've gotten... Which, I guess, that crumbles the Deion Lewis pick, but... It's like three of the same guys. Yes. That's why I chose Gillisley. Like, I, three I, of the same guys. I agree that your your assessment on his vulturing, I just don't think that's going to result in the most... I don't think he's going to have a blunt season. So, I think he'll kind of did what he did. Well, he's did. also not as powerful as blunt. I think he just he's had not, the same he's role as Bills. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, he was pretty. He wasn't a vulture for Buffalo, but he, you know, frustratingly did get a lot of goal line carries as a McCoy exactly. owner. Yeah, but I'm sure the Pats get get into that goal line situation way more than the Bills did last year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I do. I like the Gillisley pick. I like it a lot. 
I'm just I'm going to take James White here just to uh, hopefully I get two six packs out of it. I think we all agree that neither of us or any of us want any of them. No, correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm far definitely, away from the I'm definitely avoiding field. all of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, if if I'm relating this to fantasy, I'm probably offering a third round pick for any of them at this point. That's probably fair. That's what I'm doing. It, I, I'll I'll make it an early third, but that's what I'm probably offering. How old is Deion Lewis? I don't know offhand. Deion Lewis is like 26. That's not 20, bad. I think that's I think he's 26 going on that's 27. That's not that old. Uh, maybe I'm just too high on him. I think I'd give a late second. For no, him. he's he's been hurt a lot though. I know. He no, was know. on Cleveland. He was on what Philly before. He he just keeps getting hurt. Maybe I'm just buying into the Greg hype. It's got me thinking he's worth more than he is. Satan. Yeah. He'll do it. All right. I like that we got that out of this though. Absolutely. I figured. I figured we needed to. Um, so yeah, the Patriots have obviously, as we spoke about, uh, re-signed James White, um, picked up Mike Gillisley, and Legarrette Blount has yet to be signed. So now that begs the question: Where do you see? It, I think it's pretty clear that Blount's not going to end up in New England. I mean, he could, but I don't really see. Well, it. if he Where, does, I'm, can I back out of that bet? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think I think Damn you're it. in. I think you're locked <laughs> in. Um, where do you Where do you see Blount going? Where do you like him going? Um, and are you trying to acquire him? Uh, here's the thing with Blount. I, I like him, but I don't like, like, I love him and I hate him because okay. he's really, all he is is touchdown dependent, I feel like. So he's, he's got to go somewhere where he thrives. And I thought that last year in New England, that was kind of a good spot for him. He did, he did that in Pittsburgh too, when he played for the Steelers. Yeah. Um, 18 touchdowns last year. Yeah. He, went, oh, he, absolutely. Yeah, he went off. Last he went off. Yeah. yeah. So he needs to go to a team that gets into the red zone a lot, gets to the two three yard line. They need a powerful back to punch it in. He's your guy. I'm not sure exactly what that team might be, but we know it's not Oakland anymore. Probably. Yeah. That would that would have been my pick, but we'll see where he goes. It's a great segue, I think. Yeah. I think a great segue. Um. So we we've talked about Marshawn Lynch a lot on this podcast. I mean, rightfully so. He's been the topic of conversation in, in the dynasty and the NFL community. It looks like it's a done deal with him in Oakland. It, it, all the reports have come out saying that they've agreed to terms. Um, all that we're waiting on is the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll to actually make the move and trade him. Which, I mean, I if you're the Seahawks, why would you not trade him? He retired. You're getting something when you should have gotten absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, unless there's a compensatory pick involved with that, which I, I personally don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the downside. I mean, granted, you have to agree on something, but they should be able to figure out something. I agree. Um, crushing for me, Peterson is not going there anymore. No. That's my you know, ideal, <clears throat> ideal landing spot. But this opens up the door for him to be taken in our rookie draft, specifically, sure. possibly me, at 112. You know, I was having, obviously on uh, Easter Sunday, Donnie was over. And uh, he's in fantasy football leagues in our basketball league. And he was saying, like, no, he's got to go higher than that. You know, he doesn't really understand the whole the way, the way Dynasty works. But yeah. I was letting him know, like, you know, a lot of the people above me are rebuilding. And, yeah, if you get good production out of him for a year or two, but all these teams aren't ready to year, win in a year or two. I would say Wire, but he's picking three, and Lynch isn't going to go there. And uh, besides that, I mean, Rodgers at five, that I don't think – he already has two, you know, elite – Dynasty running backs. He doesn't need to take another running back just for the sake of points. Mm-hmm. Plus, he'll probably get a good running back or wide receiver there anyway. And then you got two trainer, a Josh, a trainer, and two Riggio. I don't think either of those are going to take him unless Riggio wastes, not waste, but uses one of his picks as trade bait. Didn't like, Riggio draft uh, 
Peyton and Lynch back to back. Yeah, well, in the, in the inception. In the that, inception, yeah. that, what, that would be awesome. That's what great. I don't know how many players, <laughs> but definitely in the first round, this will be the first player to be in the OG draft and then redrafted in a rookie draft in the first round, possibly by the same team that drafted him. That would be awesome. So you think he's 100% a first-round pick? Well, if he, he's there, I'm taking him. So Okay, there you have it. He's not, if, he's on the, if this gets done, and assuming they don't draft anyone else in the draft, if they do that, they complicate things a little bit. But if they're going to ride the three running backs that got there, one being Lynch, he's going to be at 112. So I'll pencil him in. Pencil him in. I mean, I think that'd be a great pick for you. Yeah. We'll see if anyone tries to trade above me. Especially because you have an early second, right? Yep. I have two early seconds. 201 and 205. So it's not even that much of a risk if I don't think any of the running backs there are going to be anything in two or three years. I can win now. Let's go for it. Yeah, he just makes sense for a win-now team. I mean, he's Marshawn Lynch. What was the trivia question last week? He was one of the one of the guys that was in the... In, in the, in the he was uh, top five fantasy player in standard leagues three times in a six-year spent. So, I mean... And this is the ideal landing spot. Yeah. For any... We would discuss that a bunch. Obviously, without the Cowboys, that's not an option. Raiders is either the best or the next best. And he has had a year off to, you know, fresh legs. So I feel like he still had some left even retired. He was just oh, absolutely. He was just kind of like I'm over this, and now. You I mean, know. he's a head case. I mean, that's. <laughs> he, he. You ever see the video of him when he went to Scotland on the bike? No. He's like playing chicken with a bus, and he's like <laughs> he's like like riding the bike towards the bus, and it like veers off to the left right at the last second before getting hit by the bus. And Lynch just cruises. He just cruises away. It's like like so nonchalant. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's a clearly clearly a head case, but I mean, but he's a stud running back. So as yeah. much of a bummer as Peterson is in there, it's going to be a lot of fun to see him play there for whatever Absolutely. team he may be on. If I you know if someone trades above me and takes him, or I don't get him, but it'll be fun. Yeah, sadly it hurts uh, Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington's value, but for now they'll still have value. I don't, mean, when I don't even think it does. I think there was going to be a passing down back anyway. Yeah, well, without I think him, their value stays the same. I feel like they were going to look for a running back regardless. Like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, yeah, uh, Lynch, whether, yeah, it was they were going to draft someone, or, you know, could have been Peterson, could have been whoever. Yeah. But, I mean, if they drafted someone, it's obviously a what if compared to a proven exactly. running back. Yeah, so, exactly. it kind of left the door more open for Richard and Washington, but. I still think they can carve out a role, prove themselves, and if Lynch only plays a year, maybe two, then they'll be ready to, one of those two could be ready to fill right in and be in a pretty good spot. They're going to be good next year, too. That's all to be fun. They're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. They're definitely going to make the playoff, playoffs again, um, pending injury. But Yeah, hopefully Derek Carr can... Uh, <laughs> that's just... That's I know, so unfortunate. So unfortunate. Um, so let's move to the, the last uh, player news and notes that we have. So this is the, nothing actually happened yet, but based on Roto World, it looks like the 49ers are considering giving up on Carlos Hyde, which it... I understand it. He struggled to stay healthy, but when he's on the field, he's very, very productive. He's a, he's just a very good running back. Yeah. But if you're in the NFL, you're struggling to stay healthy. There, what's really your value? So now, Chad, this directly impacts you. What mm-hmm. are you? What are your thoughts on this? Um, do you, is there a place that you'd rather see Carlos Hyde? Obviously, outside of the Raiders, or just give, give me your opinion. Um, sorry, I was wiping away the tears. Um. <laughs> I said before, like, I'm not quite in panic mode yet, but I smell gas. Um, 
You could, might want to call Lipa. Yeah. You might want to call Lipa. So, you know, there's a lot of rumors of the 49ers drafting, like, Fournette in the first I round. I mean, Connett. Lipa's long on power authority. My apologies. Continue. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> there's a lot of rumors of the 49ers drafting, like, a Fournette in the first round, which would be devastating. But I don't understand why you, besides injury history, why would you give up on Carlos Hyde? He has a proven track record. He's a dynamic running back that does a little bit of everything. I don't get their their mindset here, unless it's a smokescreen in, in the draft. But I what, mean, just to try to get someone to trade up for them, exactly. But yeah, like I said, I smell gas. There's no fire yet. There's no panic yet. But I mean, it it obviously sucks to see a headline like that. But you also. I know that Roto World's been wrong a lot of times. Yeah. Granted, this is me spinning it a little bit in my favor, but you know it would suck. I mean, this is my RB one, so exactly. It, it is a dead period. So Roto World's going to look for any story that can't publish. Exactly. Play any deadbeat like local beat writer guy. Absolutely. I'll defend him a little bit. I'm looking at his game plays right now. First season, he only missed two. I mean, you can say if he misses one game or two games, that's not reliable. I, I don't know if you consider that injury prone. But only 2015, he, he only played seven games. Before that, it was 14 and then 13. And last year on 13 games, he basically had 1,000 yards, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. So I agree with what you said, like I'm echoing what you said earlier. When he plays, he's he's very productive. And I know he's 26 now, going to be turning 27 basically when the season starts in September. That's not ideal dynasty age. But I, I agree, unless there's something I'm missing, I kind of agree with you. I think it's more of a smokescreen. I don't mm-hmm. understand the need to even want to move on from him because what's the harm of drafting a running back and having him still be there except maybe the salary hit i don't just why why not just keep him for insurance new new regimes always want new guys that's it you want to bring if if you only have a a shelf life of two to three years as a coach if you don't win you want to bring in your own guys so if if you don't like carlos Hyde, you're going to get rid of him well no one's forcing you to play him well correct but but like that's a salary hit then why are you going to keep a guy that you would overpay it doesn't make sense yeah i still personally like him i had him last year in my dad's league he does you know he got a little banged up a couple times but when he played was pretty consistent and i i don't know i don't understand why the 49ers wouldn't just draft like a really good offensive lineman and make Hyde better like Hyde obviously has the tools they have so many other needs at this point i mean i i I agree with you i would start with the offensive line too but they they have or even just trade down and get quarterback do something yeah I mean, they, you can also argue that they were so dysfunctional the past couple of years too, because how many what the the two twenty five year old linebackers just retire they, yeah. out of nowhere? Like there was clearly things going on behind the scenes. They and, weren't yeah. like a, yeah. a pretty much perennial like gonna be in the playoffs. Conference. Dude, just a dumpster fire. Yeah, Jaws claiming Kaepernick is gonna be like the, one of the best quarterbacks ever. I would also argue that the 49ers are the the reason Hyde is so injury prone because they rely on him so much because they have no other offensive weapons. It's fair. They've really never had like a great wide receiver one. It feels like forever. Yeah, Crabtree really never panned out while he was there. Um, Flourishing now. DeAndre Smelter never panned out. <laughs> There's still hope. I think I think he's still Got on the practice squad. Now. I think he's still on the practice squad. DeAndre Smelter. What a guy. I feel like they could just tra- unless like Fournette's their dude. Like I mean, he's everyone's guy. But if you can get a if you can get a team thinking you're going to take a number two and trade down and pick up one of the other running backs, you know, McCaffrey. You know, cook and acquire another second, third rounder. I think it's a good play by them. A little smoke. Yeah. 
Time. We'll see what they do in the draft. That's that's what's going to be all dependent on. So. Yeah, time will tell. So, Chad, let's uh, let's actually segment to some of the Twitter trades that you found. Um, since we unfortunately haven't had many trades, or actually any trades in our league since the Locket Gate. It's only of, been a week. Of last week. No, it's still, I want more. I, I want more from our league. It's unfortunate. I've been, I've been thinking about some deals. Unfortunately, nothing came to fruition. I've been in contact with a couple of owners. Nothing really. Even thought about trying to make a three-way deal happen live on the air. I'm still down for it. I'm still down for it. If I could think of something by the end of the show, while I'm talking, I will spit it out. A bet and a trade all in one pot live would be exhilarating for me. It's... We're evolving as a podcast. We're only, you be under pressure, maybe someone will just panic, say yes. We're only, like we're only <laughs> getting better. Um, I gotta think about my the odds of me doing a rash trade in the next forty minutes are very slim. If it's right, if it's good, who knows what will happen? Core Coleman for a fifth. All right, deal. No. <laughs> Decline. No. Um, so, Chad, what do you got for us? Okay, so this first one. I uh, received 255 votes, um, and I'll explain again. The process of me doing this is I go to Twitter, I search hashtag Dynasty Trades. Um, that seems to be the main hashtag in the Dynasty community when it comes to uh, wanting advice or uh, tweeting out polls and trades and, and things of that nature. But here's the first one. It is picks 1-4, 1-8, and 2-4 for Amari Cooper. I'd take Amari. Yeah, I'm taking Amari, too. Yeah, I'd take Amari. I think that's easy. Yeah, I would, too. I thought that might be a little bit closer, but it's actually, out of 255 votes, 78% Cooper. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, Because yeah. I mean, it's not like you're recouping with one of the top two guys. Ah, uh, recouping? Good one, Eric. Yeah, I'll take full credit for that. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, I mean, he's a top 15 startup player. Yeah, absolutely. And... We were actually talking about in the chat Allen Robinson's value, about like how first are just so overvalued in our league, and in most leagues, like we saw a thread Allen Robinson or one or one or other, you know, basically because I got offered a trade for Allen Robinson, like a soft trade, it wasn't like nothing, like no traction was there, but you know when you're picking at one hundred four, one or eight, you're praying it's going to be Allen Robinson or Marty Cooper, like that's the ideal, absolutely, like oh my god, I hit a gold mine. So why would you give away the proven talent? And he's super young. It's not like he's an aging veteran. He's twenty. He's like he's younger than. Is he younger or as young as some of the rookies coming out too? Yeah, he he was twenty one coming out. It's just you know. So, right, so so let me let me put it into different terms. So would you do Mike Williams, Dante Foreman, and um, James Conner for Mari Cooper? No, I would, no. Still, I would still take Amari. Okay. I know you. I love that you threw in James Conner okay. there. And that was my boy, but no, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. It would need to be like one oh, like you need to give me one oh one or one oh two. Yeah, it has to be yeah. in there. Uh, it'd be interesting to revisit this next year. When oh, the absolutely. Played. Yes. All right. So the, here's the second one. Um, one oh three for one oh six and Willie Sneed. Does it say the PPR? doesn't say PPR. Hmm. So we'll assume it's not PPR. I think I still take 103. I think I'm going to take 103 too. I think I, can, I think I can get more for 103. Yeah. If it was a full point PPR, it would maybe sway me. Because then why? You got McCaffrey and Sneed? Yeah. Just Sneed's, a, a, you know, in a full PPR, his value is a lot higher yeah. than half or zero. But, yeah, you're moving down three spots early, which is pretty big. 
for a flex guy. I mean, I love Snead. He's, I didn't keep him, so I didn't love him that much. But, yeah, it's not like you're getting a, a wide receiver even two for to move down three spots pretty high. So, I think 103 for me. Yeah, I'm equally taking Corey Davis over 106 and Snead. Love that. Love that. And the community agreed. 57% 103 and 43% 106 and Snead out of 420 votes. People, I mean, if you think, if you would have taken, say, Mixon or McCaffrey at 103 and you just trade down and get him and acquire a Snead, then it might be the logic for that guy making the trade. Absolutely. So, but yeah, if you're saying definitely Corey Davis 103, then. It's just how you value the rookie. Obviously, it's how you value the rookies, but... Okay, I got one more for you. Okay, yeah. okay. Cam Newton, Carlos Hyde, and pick 203. Okay. For 104, Hunter Henry, and Tyrod Taylor. Okay. This one's a little closer, I think. This is mu- This is much closer. Is it? I think I'm taking the 104 and the and, and, and company. Um, granted, this draft we've said a lot is deep at tight end, but having a proven tight end this young is not an anomaly, but it doesn't happen too often. And I think that's we. I think Hunter Henry was another poll that we did too. Um, and I, you know, if he was thrown into this draft class, would he get taken above all the other tight ends? Depending on landing spot, possibly you can make the argument for that. I don't think you would get. Hyde or Newton anywhere near 104. You maybe can get for a late, I think a mid to late first for Hyde if that. It depends if the, you know obviously if the draft impacts that. And I'm just not a big quarterback guy. I think Newton had a had a down year right in fantasy last year. Yeah, and, he did. I mean especially especially in our in our format, you can't really value the quarterbacks. So, I don't know. Especially if they go like Fournette, they're going to look to pound the rock more. Obviously, he's a goal line vulture, but. I'd be curious to see the, the, a huge difference between Tyron and Newton per game basis if it's more than three or four points, which to me isn't that significant. So, yeah, I'm going to take the 104 in company. The way I'm looking at it is, like, Cam's probably, like, a top five quarterback. No? He he could be because if Well, he, he has been before. He has been before. He definitely could be. It's just a matter of it if he gets hurt. It fluctuates so much. He, he just makes stupid decisions like he takes on hits that he shouldn't be taking on yeah he just goes at it look, almost like he's going out of his way for contact so i mean you, you can argue both sides i love cam i mean i, I i've always i can't often figure uh think of where he finished even this year or last year because you got guys flowing in there he like was like Cousins a top, was he was a top three fantasy player the year they went to the super, super bowl, bowl. Th- this year i don't think he was i don't even think he was top 10 to be honest i, I this is spitballing but i don't think he was i think i'm a little down dude and i think the the, the high form, not the high form, but just like the the flashy, like just everyone loves him type thing. I think they were going to see a little decline in just his, not even his fantasy value, but just him as a as a player. I'm the opposite. I think he's I think he's going to have a better year this year. Well, you know what is that saying? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it just seemed like he wasn't being talked about, so I'm assuming he did bad. I don't really know exactly how good or bad he was, but I don't think the 104 is pretty valuable. And like I said, um. I don't know if the difference between um, a Newton and Tyrod is that significant where I'd want to give up the proven young tight end and 104. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. We just spoke about Hyde, too. Yeah. It's up, It's close because 203 can get a pretty, you know, I'm assuming yeah. this is a 12 team league. Yeah. So, you know, that's a first round pick in our league. 
PPR as well. So if that full point, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really do much for the Newton Hyde side. No. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna take 104 Henry and and Tyra. It's close. This I think this should be the closest one that we did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was out of 76 votes, 41% Cam Hyde and two three. And 59% one for Henry and Tyrod. So there we go. Three for three with the community. Right we all agreed Ooh. with the community. Oh, you see, you did take the one for. Yeah, I'm taking that too. Oh, okay. Not by much, okay. though. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was the closest one despite. Well, that was a smaller sample size, so the percentage might be a little smaller. Yeah. So, real real quick, building on our previous conversation, it's it's funny that you were talking about, we were talking about Allen Robinson, because in my other league, I offered Allen Robinson straight up for 101. Which side do you take? I, I said I'd give up Robinson for 101. I would take 101. But I've. Like, I, I, we were talking about how overvalued first are. Of course. I, just because I wanted to gauge where we were in talks, because I was furiously trying to get 101 or 102 from Riggio, I just said, what about Robinson for 102? And he made it seem like I offered him, like, Sneed for 102. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like, let me think or send a counter. It was like, I wasn't even in the ballpark. That's outrageous. Of value. So I, do that, I would like, do that immediately. I would... Yeah, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, well, you go for it. I mean, I have more depth at wide receivers, so I can, you know, afford to do that. See, I would only do that because I need a running back. Yeah. I, you know, if you're someone like somehow, well, no, that's the wrong example. I'm trying to think of like if, um, if Rogers somehow had Allen Robinson with his two running backs, I don't know if you make that trade unless yeah. you just want to flip one on one again for something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would do it just because my running back need, and hopefully Fournette pans out. It's worth, it's worth a shot. I don't think anyone's getting one-on-one, one-on-two, unless you're severely overpaying. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking one-on-one. I would take one-on-one there. Okay, okay. I think it'd be kind of easy, too. Yeah, I tried to get one-on-one. That's it. But I was getting I was getting a... I don't know if I'm going to... I mean, okay. It was Trainer. I'll call him out directly. It was Trainer. Ask me what my evaluation of Allen Robinson was. I said multiple firsts, because I know he doesn't have any top three yeah. picks. I got a, like... Oh, like a surprise result, and I was like, "You really just thought you were gonna give me like 104 for him?" And he was like, "Maybe I was hoping lower." So that, oh, that's no. where the first star in our mm. league lower than like so he has 106, 107. That's where he was ballparking his value. I think people are just down on Allen Robinson, which is which is crazy. I know he had a bad like a down year, but and it wasn't even like still I'll admit good. I'm included. I'm down on Robinson too. No, way. it's hard not to be. He's so good. And he's so young. Even I, I shouldn't be, but it's hard Alan not Robinson. to be. Even with like a average season last year he still had like 900 yards and yeah a handful of touchdowns i mean I, I may have put him in the wide receiver two range but if that's the worst you're gonna get from a 23 year old wide receiver i'm fine with that absolutely yeah. assuming Bortles can bounce back or if they do unfortunately go quarterback and you know that could be a little worrisome if they're if they're gonna throw a rookie running quarterback in there that could take some time for them to gel up but i still like his talent i agree and if they get a, if they go for net then that's just gonna we explain that last episode when we did the mock which we'll go to the mock next that that would open up the passing game because they really haven't had a running game to keep the defense honest that they were not going to throw 50 times a game so hopefully i hope they do go for now it's going to help my borles and alan robinson stock for sure take some pressure off my man my boy so that's a that's a perfect segue ad are you you ready with the second round of the mock i'm excited i'm equally excited you know why wait a week wait uh, wait a whole week to do this but why you're excited because Browns had the first pick. Because the Browns round. had the first pick in the second round. Because they were the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, they're consistently the worst team in the NFL, regardless of what pick they have. And 
as much fun. Well, we think we did the Browns' twelfth uh, pick last time because that we they both had uh, Garrett going one. But to start off the second round, the Cleveland Browns, Kuiper taking the most, not controversial, but just where is he going to go in the rookie draft or real draft? Joe Mixon, running back, Oklahoma. I feel like you've got to like that pick. I, do, I don't because I love the crow. <laughs> you want to feed the crow. I want to feed the crow. Not, not to mention, I, I think that's a way, way too high, I think, for I mean. I mean, if they fall in love with his talent and they interview him and he does very well, I, I guess I can't argue it, but I like the Crow and Duke Johnson. We've improved our offensive line. It, it doesn't make sense in my mind to take a running back there where it's not a position of need. It's, it's not like we're taking it. I guess you can argue both sides. You can argue that Mixon might be a game-changing player, but it's not like you're sitting at like 105 and you're taking Fournette there. Now, let me counter. Mm-hmm. So you're saying this high. If it wasn't for his off-field issues, he'd be in the first round. It, exactly. I'm. I'm also so not. You, I'm also not willing to take on those issues. I don't want to be a circus. I don't want another Johnny Menzel. I don't want more attention brought to it. This is strictly not fantasy. I don't want it. I don't want it or need it in my life. I want. If so, let's let's say that it, it pans out the way that we're talking about. We go Miles Garrett and then we go OJ Howard. I would want a cornerback with this spot. Okay. I want. A cornerback with this spot. <laughs> okay. So you're saying this is more of a BPA move. This is a best player available move. Correct. Okay. That's that's what we need to do. If you're if you're taking the realm of data analytics, that's what you're doing. You're not worrying about need because your whole team is in need except for offensive line. And I'm going to argue running back right now. All right. You take the best player available and you move on. You take as many high upside shots as you can get. So that's a fa- that's a brand Browns fan perspective. Chad, the fantasy perspective. Do you like the fit? Fantasy perspective, I love the fit. I agree. Like like Eric said, they just improved their offensive line. Yeah, he's got Crowell in front of him. Duke Johnson is going to be the the third down guy. I mean, I know I know Mixon's a better talent than Crowell. I know that. I just love Crowell. But you can't deny Mixon's talent. I, I agree. He's gonna he's an every down back in the NFL, and he showed that on tape at Oklahoma. You know, he does a little bit of everything: pass catching, you know, deceptive burst. Dangerous when he gets a seam, all these, all these, all these things make him yes. an elite running back, and we know how much a certain league league member loves him, Greg Muller. Well, that's what I was gonna echo as far as the the circus. I completely agree with Greg that who cares if it's the second round or sixth round? It's it's controversy. I mean, you're gonna get the same questions of you're supporting a person who punched a woman and all this other stuff that's going to bring the attention if he if you think he's a game if you don't care regardless what who cares what you take if you if he's a first round talent you can argue that's a that's a steal at that spot i agree i, I just don't want him on my team I'm, I'm done with the circuses i want josh gordon out manzel is out i just want to concentrate on football games. Oh, now, now it seems but like... that's who the browns are they, they they like embrace that no the browns embrace being a laughing stock yeah <laughs> Well, they just have a track it's record a, it's, of, a ste- of... it's a step below a circus. It's a step below a circus. So don't you want to move up to the, just the circus? No. No. What do you think... All right, so let me ask you this. If you draft Mixon, what do you think your guys' record will be? I mean, it depends on a lot of other factors. I Like what? Who starts a quarterback for us <laughs> That's a, to start? That's an, all right, <laughs> so it's an factor. enormous factor. <laughs> so let's say it's... It's Cody Noodle. Cody Noodle-Kessler. It's Cody Noodle. I think we win four games. Okay. It's an improvement. I think we won four games. Now, what if 
it's either rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson or Trubisky. Two games. <laughs> What's funny is the besides the Trubisky talk at number one for you guys, we talked early in the last episode. They had Watson going here to at twelve, and then the other pick we didn't talk about just because quarterbacks aren't a huge factor is Notre Dame's Kaiser. So they have a like they're still targeting rounds yeah. to go quarterback pretty early, which I agree. I don't think anyone's I think just take a year, don't draft the quarterback, be bad again, and then hopefully get the franchise guy next year, because I, I think we're on the same page. And none of these guys are gonna be winning a Super Bowl. I, I mean, unless they're so. in the right system, but Browns aren't really the right system for anybody. And wait till hopefully you can get, you know, I mean, Dak was a late pick. But you know what I mean? Like, this isn't the draft to reach on the quarterback. I've, I've been saying that for quite some time now. And we just continue to not do that. But, all right. Well, moving on. Yeah, please. Speaking, of the, the speaking of the Jags, <laughs> the next pick at pick 35 is Jacksonville. Both Kuyper and McShay. So I think both times they've agreed have both been tight ends. Is Evan Ingram to the Jags? I mean, I'm loving what Kuyper wants the Jags to do. He got Fournette going there, and then bam, Evan Ingram. Give Bortles more weapons, <laughs> free Bortles. I, I love this pick. I mean, I don't know. They haven't had, like, huge tight end success in the past, and I, you know, I've heard that Ingram's more of, like, uh, a system guy. You got you you to scheme around him. He's not just going to go out there and, you know, you got you to gotta work plays for him. And is Jacksonville the right you know, team to do that. They got a new, somewhat new regime in there, so maybe. But I think this is a great pick, and I think this. Now I'll scroll back when you guys give your assessment on this on the other where the other tight ends went, but maybe this moves them up to the first tight end taken. Maybe it does. E- Evan Ingram is a wide receiver. Yeah, he's a slot guy. He's just listed as tight end. Yeah. The guy ran a four four two combine, and is a thirty six inch vert. That is a wide receiver. That like that's a that's a freak of an athlete tight end. My only negative thing on him is we obviously know how good of a of a pass catcher he is. Natural hands catcher goes up against the ball and makes great great big plays. Um, sneaky speed, you know he does a little bit of everything. But the thing that scares me a little bit and and maybe this is good for from a fantasy fantasy perspective, but. I don't think he's that great of a blocker. And I don't know if teams are going to kind of stray away from that, and that might lead him to being drafted by sort of a team that already has an established tight end. But, I see what you're saying. But, um, yeah, I love everything about Evan Ingram. I love, love his natural uh, his, his measurables. Well, I, think it's a, I think it's a perfect landing spot. I mean, I'm looking at the Jag, uh, Jaguars depth chart right now, and their, their two top tight ends are Mercedes Lewis and Michael Rivera. It's nothing. They're yeah, they're blocking they're blocking tight ends. Yeah. So you have your blocking tight ends, yep. and you have your tight end that's going to go play in the slot. He's going to be a slot receiver, and he's going to be a, a nightmare mismatch. I think it's a good, I think it's a very good fit. So here's I, the I question: argue it. Big three tight ends are now off the board officially. We got Ingram to the Jags. Howard was either going to the Bills or the Browns, and both had Njoku going to the Bucks. Where they who's going one two three, based on these landing spots. Hmm. And you can use either the Bills or the Browns if you you know which one I, you like I st- better. I, st- I still take Joku one. I probably take Ingram two, Howard three. Where's Joku going again? The, the Bucks. Bucks. I love that. I love everything. I, about I'd that. probably go Joku one, Ingram two, OJ three. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I think we yeah, all Howard we're last. All in agreement. It, based on these spots, I mean, I we me and you like Bray. They extended Bray's contract, and Winston likes 
you know, he likes Brave, but if you give him a much more elite talent, you know, that's going to hurt, obviously hurt Brave's value, but, you know, it's going to be good for Joku, and I think that's, I agree. I, it would be weird to see him be the first tight end taken, but based on this, I don't know how you can say no to that. Maybe based on me, I need a tight end. Do I just go all in Jags? And would Ingram go the first tight end to me, like, or first or second to me at 112? I don't know. It's but, crazy that three tight ends are probably going to get taken in the first round this year. Of the real draft? It, or? Of our draft, of our fantasy draft. Yeah. That's not a normality. That just goes to show how deep the tight end class is. It's also odd we have like three teams in the bottom where they would be taken, all three with tight end needs. Mm-hmm. With me, you, excuse me, me, you, and Rogers all kind of meeting tight ends. And that's kind of like where they're being paid. It's not like we're reaching. Yeah, it's, it spots. worked out. Yeah, yeah it's very, yeah, it's cool. That's why I wasn't, you know, this is going backwards, but when I traded the 109 pick, I was cool sitting at 112 knowing that's a good tight end spot. Unless Marshawn Lynch is there. But moving on, this is a name that was discussed by our crazy Dutch bastard as a, as a sleeper of, of the mock, I mean, of the uh, the combine. Both Kuiper and McShay have Zay Jones going to the Chargers. Eric, do you like this fit fantasy-wise? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like Zay Jones a lot, and I think Phil Rivers still has at least one or two more seasons in him. Um, I think they have a solid offense. Um and if Keenan Allen's healthy, it's not a not a better, similar receiver to learn from, to be completely honest. I mean, uh, Zay Jones may be a little bit bigger, but I, I I like the fit a lot. I think I think he can come in right away. I think he can get some playing time. I don't know how much playing time. I don't think he's going to be a starter, but he'll get some burn to start. Can't argue the spot. I love Zay Jones. I think he's probably the most underrated wide receiver in this entire draft. Yeah. He's just your prototypical wide receiver, six two. 201. Um, he set the NCAA record for most receptions in a career at 399. He had 158 receptions last year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Ran a 445, 36.5 inch vert. This guy's combine was incredible. Natural hands catcher, not afraid of contact. He's just He's just a guy, when I think of a receiver that I want on my team... It's Zay Jones, so yeah, I, mean, I love the fit. Yeah, I love the fit in San Diego. I agree. Consistent quarterback play doesn't have to go in and be the number one. Assuming Keenan Allen comes back, I think it's a good little transition spot to throw him into. And we had him already. I didn't realize we had him twelve already on our board, so we were already pretty high on him. Because I was going to propose the question: Would this move him above Juju Smith, who we haven't gone to yet? But it's because you showed the speed at the combine. If he didn't show that speed, he falls down. The fact that he's producing and then now has NFL. I think Solid most caliber speed. Sorry, I think most think? ADPs don't have him in as high as we do. Maybe the the crazy dust bastard enlightened us to his, you know, and, and kind of hyped the chat. I've, but I've, I I've heard him up. I've heard him up there just around like pick 14, 15. It's just our league's a little bit different since it's a fourteen league. It's it's a first round pick. He was always the top of the second round. Yeah. So if you're looking at it from a twelve team league versus a fourteen team league, it's all it's all similar. And I do see other leagues not having tight ends as to taking as high as yeah. we're going to take him too. So. Let me just go back to Ingram real quick. Mm-hmm. So Zay Jones, 4'4", 5'40", 36 and a half vert at 6'2", 201. Evan Ingram, an inch taller, 33 pounds heavier, a 36-inch leap. So Zay Jones was a half inch higher, but Ingram ran a faster 40 wow. by 0.03 seconds. So that just goes to he's show you. He's a freak. Yeah, he's a freak, he's a freak athlete. Why is he even listed as like... 
Why is he needed as a receiver? Well, because he's in college. That's a it's a dominant tight end size. Yeah, it's dominant whatever size you want. Yeah, no matter you want to call it. Yeah, I hope he. I hope that's another player, one of the main rookies. I want to see go to the right situation. Zach. No, no, Ingram. Oh, Ingram. Yeah. I want to see him be used the way and just exploit defenses and just be a fun player to watch. Because um, you know we said in the, in the wrong spot, you know he might not be used as well since you see you know he can't block. If they do put him in a situation where there's an established tight end already there, but yeah, that's those comparables are it's pretty crazy. But moving on to again the Eagles, so I think Mc, uh, McShay must have had. Um, McCaffrey going here last time because he doesn't have running back and Kuiper does. Kuiper here in the second round, I guess maybe thinking getting more value than reaching for McCaffrey, is Curtis Samuel. Listed as a running back slash wide receiver, Ohio State, uh, essentially Darren Sproles. I mean, yeah, he's going to throw him in there to be Darren Sproles, which I was hoping Woodhead, I mean, not Woodhead, Smallwood could be Darren Sproles, but, you know, this pick, it just seems like they're going running back, which is crushing for me. Not that I gave up a lot for Smallwood, but just still. I held on to him. I believe in him. But like the McCaffrey pick, I like the Curtis Samuel pick as well. I think he would fit in there as a good gadget guy. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't think he's going to play running back. You think he's going to go wide I think receiver? he's going to be a slot guy. Yeah. He's undersized at 5'10", 196. Um, like you said, he is comparable to Darren Sproles. He's like four inches taller, I think. But, you know, some of his best, uh, some of his best tape is him playing in the slot at Ohio State. So, you know, he has great body control. He has the second gear when he gets in the open field. Ran a 4-3-1-40, 37-inch vert, which is pretty pretty high for a 5'10 guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just he's a very, very good slot receiver. So I think that's where, the, where they will play him in Philly. They they love that type of player. They do. You have, like, Darren Sproles. We obviously spoke about Wendell Smallwood. Byron Marshall is very similar. He's very small. They, they love that just quick, explosive little guy, the little jitterbug. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, and I guess if you think they got other needs that they can address early in the first round, maybe it's a pretty good value pick in you know in the mid second to get obviously not someone the caliber as McCaffrey, you can't do it all, but if he fits the system, if his you know, if it fits the team, mm-hmm. maybe it makes sense just waiting around and not having to give a running back either that much money and just establishing other needs. Fortunately, you know, I don't want the Eagles to be smart like this, but this seems like maybe the smarter route for them to go. It goes back to what I said last episode, where they want they want a successor to Darren Sproles because honestly, this is probably Sproles' last year. Yeah, he might have one or two left, and you know they who McShay went with uh, McCaffrey or Kuiper. Um, but either way, they're yeah. looking they're looking for a similar guy to kind of fill in that void yeah. once I, Sproles is gone. Exactly, and I and I think it's it's they're 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 targeting a guy like that, like McCaffrey, like Samuel. So it makes sense. Agreed. All right, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings. Kuiper, so this will, I think this will round out, no, it won't. But, you know, this is one of our uh, mock rookie draft picks. Juju Smith, wide receiver USC to the Vikings. Just for our entertainment, I'll read the first sentence from, you know, the reason Kuiper picked this. The Vikings got only one catch out of their first round pick from last year, Laquan Treadwell. Eric. So, we know how old he is. So, Anquan Bolden going to... The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, how do you like the how do you like the fit? 
It's it's going to be great because I guess they're moving Stefan Diggs to the slot and they're going to have the twin towers on the outside with Treadwell and Juju. I guess that's what's happening, right, guys? I like this for my bet with Muller. Hurts Crowder's value a little bit for the Crowder versus Thielen bet. So do it, Vikings. Just draft all wide receivers. That make me happy. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think I like it. I don't like it either. Because he he reminds me of Treadwell in ways. You know, they're both like go up and get it guys. I think Juju's a little bit faster. He ran a yeah. Four, I was gonna five, say Tread, Treadwell's a little bit more physical. That's it. Yeah. Um, but Juju has a thing I love in receivers. Do you remember the, what that is? Height. Big hands. Big hands. Ah, uh, big hands. Big hands. Ten and a half inch hands. So those are big. Physical route runner. Great body control. I mean, we'll see if he pans out. I mean, I think I don't know if they're admitting defeat on Treadwell. I don't think they are, but he's a similar player to him. So it's interesting that the dynasty community is falling down and down on Juju too. They Juju are. was talked about like being like a top four pick he, in, in yeah. dynasty, and now he's dropping. He, was back. he might even be five. a second round pick at this point. I might get him at eighteen. Why do you think that know. is? I to be honest, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good answer. I, I like Juju. I'm trying to think who I was I think that it's last just year. other guys are just outperforming him in like combine and like pro days. Yeah, he is that name. It almost seems like the the DND name. I do not draft. Like I feel like I don't. Yeah, want, absolutely. I don't want to take him just because. It's like him and John Ross. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't know what it is, but it's like I don't. I'd rather just wait and take a wide receiver. I'd rather take a Zay Jones or someone else. Like just because, like you said, the community is just against these two. Exactly. Guys. Very strange. But more definitely more Juju. Ross is still just because his speed is going to get drafted oh, high, absolutely. but. It is weird, the Juju Smith hate. Um, so same players we mentioned before, different team. Another team that we mentioned last episode that was going to take a running back is Joe Mixon to the Redskins. Now, I like the fit in the in Browns better. I think it's maybe not a better backfield situation, just less less running backs. I think you could argue Curl maybe that would be the best running back on Washington right now, so maybe better competition. But like you said, their their offensive line's better. They're gonna have probably a young running back. I mean, run quarterback who's gonna want to just hand the ball off and look for his tight ends. I know you know they're gonna have their wide receiver coming back, but I just think there's a lot of other weapons in Washington. And while they do want to establish a run game, it seems like they can't get it going with any of the guys that keep drafting. And while maybe this fit is good, I like Cleveland better if I was going to take Mixon. Chad, this is this is tough. I I think I agree that I like Cleveland better, but not by a lot. I mean, for you, you should hate it. R.I.P. Keith Marshall. If I Joe Mason goes to well, it's, yeah, all, it's like the two guys I picked last year picked up last year, both so young, and I kept over pretty established wide receivers. I could have kept in Thielen and Sneed. Both these teams are just targeting at every mock running backs in the first year round. So it's like, I know the I know doom and gloom is coming for me. So it's just a matter of when, or who's going to go there. Uh, yeah, I think if I think if Mixon goes to Washington, I don't think his 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 ADP moves. No, I I, I like the landing spot in Washington a lot. Yeah. I think he's more talented than all of them combined. And, oh, yeah, combined. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like I like Joe. And yet Mixon. you don't want him on your team. I I told you, I don't want the attention. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm sick of it. It'll I'm go away. It, it goes never away. goes away. It goes away. It never goes away. Um, if you win, it goes away. Yeah, I like Joe Mixon's talent a lot. Obviously, I don't agree with the choices he's made outside of football or the actions that yeah, he's not, taken. Yeah, obviously. I just want to just want to let it known to the air. <laughs> you guys can say it if you want. Also, I'm glad we have you on record saying you don't support. Thank you, guys, punching girls. I do not support that. 
The good. Wow, I was starting to think otherwise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously a great talent. I just I don't want the circus in Cleveland. That's it. Would it be a good fit in Cleveland? No, because Crowell is the starter. There, I, I, said it. I agree. In either spot, his ADP probably stays the same. Yeah. You know what it is? You know why it stays the same or rises? Because he's actually getting drafted in the second round. That's enough. It doesn't matter what team. I don't think it matters what team he goes to. If he gets drafted in the second round, he's going yeah. 104 to 106. Absolutely. Maybe even higher. I think that's the only thing. People are just going to, is he drafted? If he gets drafted day two, two to whatever round, especially second round, he will go high. I think it might, it might actually rise. I don't know. You may know where he's pegged right now. He's. I feel like he's been talked about as high as 103, but actually, I guess you can't get much higher than that. Let's read your surprises the world. Is this next guy your boy? This is so exciting. Uh, you, you you just take this one, man. This I don't, is glory. Well, you know, I don't have much to say about him that I already did in, in the sleeper episode, but nope. Oh, no. Uh, pick 51, the Denver Broncos, both Kuyper and McShay, double Adam Shaheen, tight end, D, you know, the Division Two school. I, I mean, I love it. I don't care where he is. Second round pick. I, did not, I didn't see that coming. He had a good combine. He's just, he's huge with speed. And like, when we, I know he was playing against D2 guys, but he just made everyone else look tiny. Like, I was covering him. And he just <laughs> bullied people out there. And it showed in the combine. He had a good combine, and you know the little sleeper name that no one really knew about getting picked in the in the mid second. That's very mm-hmm. exciting. And I don't know where he was prior to the combine. I think he was behind guys like Butt and I'm trying to think of another name besides the big three. I don't even think he was in the top six for tight ends. Supposed like to be taken. Hodges is out there. This yeah, is, Hodges. There's a, there's a bunch of them. He he's the fourth tight end getting taken behind the big three. Um, to me, if I do go. Lynch 112 or another direction not tied in in this spot I like I like this landing spot a lot and I can see me taking him early second is it a reach yes but I don't know the pick to the fourth round he's not gonna fall there so I may reach and take my boy Ooh. so it's fair 66278 that is a massive 278 massive and he ran a 479 huge yeah here's the only downfall on him and we noticed this a lot in the tape is that he's not as much of a bowl people over guy as no, you would he's think. Not. He's not. Because, like, these guys would be so much smaller than him, but they took him Still down, s- like, yeah. semi-easily. Which is, like, probably the only bad thing. Concerning. Yeah, it's very concerning about this guy. But Denver's a good fit, though. I agree. I like it. Denver's a good fit. Denver's so interesting to me because they just have a bunch of random upside guys. A tight end. Virgil Green has been like a dynasty darling forever. Everyone wants him to just explode and be the best tight end ever. He's not going to be, but he's on Denver. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hyman's your blocker. Everyone knows that. They seem to like him a lot. Then A.J. Derby was hand-selected by the Patriots. So you just assume that A.J. Derby has a lot of potential, has some talent. I mean, granted, with the um, the other guy they took from the Jets, and now I'm blanking out, I can't think of it, but I'll probably correct myself in our chat afterward. Those guys didn't pan out, but it it just seems like a bunch of upside guys that that didn't didn't pan out for me. So I I don't I don't like Shaheen as much as some people do. Um, could it be good? Yeah, he's a, a monster of a human being. Um, he's got the tools. We'll see what happens. I love how McShay says his tape almost looks like a video game. <laughs> it does. I mean, it looks like you put on the code for like big yeah, just like fast guy. Men. Yeah. So. All right, and the the next team we got is back to the Browns, who seem to have. Just way too many picks in this draft. Real quick, it's the player we talked about for the Vikings, Juju Smith. 
I was actually, guys, went over Juju Smith. Eric, do you want him on the Browns or do you like him on the Vikings as a fantasy <laughs> owner? Please keep your Browns biased out of this question. I, I think I'd rather have him on the Browns. Um, we have a we have some speed guys. We have Corey Coleman who's going to make some plays. Um, it, it'd be nice to have a nice big physical presence, especially if in TP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree here. I just don't. I just don't like any Minnesota receivers. Mainly is the thing. It's pretty funny that this is the guy that you know people are sliding off their boards, and both these situations would probably have him sliding further down their boards. Yeah, these aren't uh, these aren't good landing spots. I for think him. both of these would take him out of the first round. Oh, I think I would get him at eighteen. If, if he was on Cleveland. I think I would lock it up at 18. You might. Yeah, we had him at 114 to start, and I'll, he's not ending up there. No. I'll be surprised. So moving on, this is the first Giants pick we're talking about, is both Kuyper... It's one you find in round two, they, there seems to be some mutual agreement between the two. Both Kuyper and McShay had them going running back with Samarje Perrine. Perrine. Perrine, the big old back, the bruiser. Oh, I love Samarje Perrine. You do. I love Samaje Piran. So Chad, you're you're the one that kind of exposed me to him before Ugh. we even started the podcast. Do just watch like... his tape. That's all you have to do is watch his tape. Watch the tape. He's he... just downhill, downhill, and it's great. But the thing is, he's more than that, though. He's like so shifty and patient. Like he he like he has great vision and finds those holes and and just works his way through them. It's so fun to watch. Go watch his tape if you haven't already. Shout out to Just Bombs Productions. But with Perkins there, is that does that scare you into taking him? Eric is shaking your head. No, I, I don't think Perkins is the answer. Um, I would rather have P. Ryan. I would agree. So you think he's going to go in there and say in two years is taking over close to a three-down roll? No, I don't think I don't think he's a three-down roll, especially because they still have passing down backs. I, I like Perkins as a passing down roll. I like Vereen as a passing down roll. I, I think he's a first and second down back in the NFL. And goal line guy. And goal line guy, yeah. Yeah, I think he would uh, have some pretty, you know, immediate fantasy impact. Um, I think, what did we have? We had him at eight. It seems high, but it's probably where he's going to be flowing around, probably regardless of what yeah. he's going to take in, I would yeah. say. He's slipping it in mock drafts. He, he only ran a four six five uh combine. His combine wasn't that great. His tape, he's like, he's obviously not Delvin Cook, but his tape like Delvin Cook is just way better than both of their combines were. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I, I thought you were comparing like the open oh, field no, cuts no, no, to Delvin no, no, Cook. No, no. I was like, wait no, a second. No, no, no. What tape we want? They're totally different running backs. <laughs> I mean, just like as far as comparing their it, tape to their combine, yeah. it's like it's like night and day. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, hard-nosed, patient runner. I just I just love P. Ryan. I don't know why. You do? But, uh, You're probably hoping he goes to a, a suspect landing spot and you can snack him at one thirteen. I don't think I don't think he's gonna follow. The no, way. he's not. Now this next guy, it is pretty high in the draft, but I think could shake up a lot. So ignore everything we said about Lynch, possibly going to the Raiders. Say the deal's off the table because this mock happened before all that happened. So both of them had Alvin Kamara going to the Raiders. Now I guess this could still happen if they still want to have a future beyond Lynch. Be a little bit of a crowded backfield, so maybe not this high. They'll take a shot at a running back, but say the Lynch thing just falls through, and they they select Kamara in the second round, that has to move him up in the draft. I think top five, pretty much. Like he's going to be the RB one in Oakland. I mean, what what more could you want? Yeah, you could definitely argue top five pick. Mm-hmm. I, I like Kamara a lot. I think he's fun to watch. I, I like running backs that slash. You you can see he he hits holes aggressively. He seems to know. He seems to have great vision. Uh, he's he's fun to watch. I, I liked watching him when I was watching him live as well. Remember vividly, they when Tennessee played Virginia Tech, he had a very very good game. Um, 
Had a, had a great season. Tennessee was a very, very good team this season, which mm-hmm. usually they choke. But I, I like Kamara. I'd be fully on board for him in Oakland. Yeah, obviously in Oakland his value shoots up. Um, Tamar- Kamara's tough for me. He's got some like off-the-field character issues. He's had some behavioral concerns, some injury concerns as well. Um, you know, four, five, six, not not the best, not the worst. 39-and-a-half-inch vert, pretty good. Um, his tape's great. I, I don't know. It's just something is pulling me away from Kamara. I don't know what it is, but obviously him landing in Oakland without, like you said, Marshawn Lynch landing there, shoots him way at the boards. I still think he gets drafted. Do you th- Okay, so I'll just throw this at you. Lynch goes to the Raiders. They still take running back. They still take Kamara in the second round. Does Kamara get picked before Lynch in our draft? Mm, that's a good question. It's a great question. And it's within two picks of each other, regardless. I don't know. It depends on the team, I think. Like, you would, I, I think you would take Marshawn for, over Kamara. I don't know. But I think I wouldn't. I still may... I don't... If they're both sitting there at 112 for me, I think I may lean toward Kamara. Just because I need some... I, my yeah. running backs are old, so if I know... I was saying I would take Lynch if I don't like a running back in that situation. If there is a running back that somehow slips to me in a great situation, then yeah, I'm not going to take Lynch. Because I still need to get younger. That's still a concern for me. And who says I can't get Lynch at 201? You know, it's only a few picks away. Very possible. Yeah, so, you de- definitely wouldn't get Kamara I think he'd go at 140. I think Rodgers. You think Rodgers would take him with his two running backs? Yeah. Maybe. Probably just so you you won't have him. Well, because Rodgers also has five overall. He's probably going to take a running back at five. So you go know, back-to-back running backs? He'll take yeah, McCaffrey so the and youth, then... the youth and then the, the yeah. vet. That'd be interesting. Would I, would I risk passing up on him to hope he falls two picks later? I don't know. So, Eric, do you think who goes first if, if these two land in Oakland? Um, I, I, everyone overvalues youth. I'm going to say Kamara. Yeah, I just think just because the amount of the, the two teams that have a lot of picks, I think either trainer or, or Ridge would just take a shot at Kamara just because they have the, the flexibility to it. Actually, you know what? I don't know about Ridge. I don't know if Ridge would do it. I think trainer 100%. I don't know about Ridge. All right. I mean, his team needs everything, so... We'll see. I don't. It's not going to happen. I can't see them getting Lynch and then drafting someone in the second round, but we'll see. Maybe a late-round pick still intrigues a second-round pick if they go you know, a day-three running back. We saw a couple day-three running backs go in the first round of our draft, so yeah, last year. Okay, so moving on to 61. I don't really know much about this guy. You guys can fill me in a little bit, but Kuiper has Cooper Cup, wide receiver, Eastern Washington going to the Packers. Obviously, any wide receiver going to the Packers seems ideal, but a lot of mouths to feed, but it's Rodgers. Chad, your, your thoughts on the landing spot? It's interesting because he reminds me so much of uh, Jordy Nelson, who's already in Green Bay, in the sense that they're both great route runners, both have soft hands. Here's an interesting little tidbit about Cup. His drop rate in college was under 5%, which is really, really good. Um Great effort with the ball in the hand. You know, he's not afraid of contact. He's always trying to get those extra yards. His speed is lacking a little bit. Ran a 4.62, um, which isn't which isn't the best. But, you know, he has he has the measurables to be a good receiver. 6.1204, which, you know, we spoke about Zay Jones earlier. He is 62201. So, you know, somewhat somewhat similar. Um, I think he's just going to be a solid solid receiver. So, 
I, I, I don't hate the spot. Obviously, anywhere Aaron Rodgers is playing will boost the value of a receiver. But Yeah, because they're... You know, Nelson and Adams are getting up there and... Yeah, Nelson, Adams Nelson's in his 30s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Adams, Adams is like 24. 24. Not, not Adams. Uh, Cobb's a little older, too. Now, Cobb's right? like 28. Yeah, yeah. 28. Yeah, I met Cobb instead of Adams, so... You know, a couple of years he can fill in. Pop, I mean, they can all they can always pick up someone or draft someone again. But wide receiver two or three in, in Green Bay is nothing to sneeze at. I I, ju- I just see him being a career a little bit less than Brian Hartline. Just like really? a, a wide receiver three, you just plug him in, leave him there. So you don't you don't think about it. Is you he is he your a D and D for you? I mean, it depends where I am. If if I'm ta- if I'm taking him at like twenty one, I would I would consider it. Oh, okay. I probably I probably wouldn't, but I think he's just a wide receiver three. That's it. I feel like that's where he is anyway. I feel like the Packers may. I don't know because I would like kind of come come to me at two hundred one. I'm not taking him there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think so you're, still, you're I, down on Cup. It's not it's not that I'm down. On, I was never really up on him. It's just his his position for me hasn't changed. I think he's extremely productive in college. Just I think in the NFL, I think he's just a wide receiver three flex guy and. If I'm gonna, I'd rather in, in the second round take an upside shot versus safe third round, fourth round pick for the upside. You know, uh-huh. I think that's my thought process there. All right, and uh, last guy, rounding out the last pick of the second round is McShay has Foreman, uh, running back Texas, going to the Panthers. This is obviously he noted if they are unable to uh, land Fournette. I think any running back in the first two rounds is a good landing spot for the Panthers because he's going to be the de facto RB1 in a year at least. And I think that would keep his value pretty much around the same where he is mid-first. I don't think he's shooting up any higher than that given where we've mocked other guys previous to this. So I think it's a good pick for them and pretty, I mean, I'd be happy to have him there for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him a little bit last episode. Six foot, 233. Um... You know, he, he can be an all-purpose back. Here, here's the thing about Foreman is that I don't know if – I don't know. He's a question mark <laughs> to me still. He Here's an interesting little note. He only had 13 career catches in college. He's not, not a bad Which guy. is <laughs> so it's small. like I had 13 catches in college. So small of a number. But that's – like I said last episode when we were talking about Fournette there, like that's just what – Carolina likes and running backs. Yeah. Like they've never really had a PPR back. Yep. So, you know, I don't hate it. I mean, obviously, if Fournette goes there... Well, they're not doing that. Then. Yeah, they're not doing that, but, you know, they obviously don't need him. But if he's going to be the only running back that they draft, yeah. I yeah. think I think that raises value for sure. Yeah, I agree. I like the pick. Fits exactly what they want to do. There's not much more I could say about it. Just the only thing is, if he goes there, you got to worry about Cam Bolter and TDs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that probably hurts his value, but like I said, I don't think he changes from a mid first round pick. That's not scaring me out of taking him yeah. like a one hundred eight to one ten area. Yeah, I agree. So Eric, let's uh, awesome. Let's reveal the trivia. Can you go over it one more time, though? Yeah, absolutely. That was that was a great two round mock. There was a lot of players. There was a lot of players. Round. I didn't realize how loaded the second round was with just fantasy players. I I thought more of those players were going to be third round picks. It's interesting. They might be. It's inter- yeah, obviously it depends, but it, it was interesting that they all had them this high. The hype is real. Yeah, I'm eight days. So, getting into more of these rookies um, that we talked about on previous episode. My question for you is, as of March ADP data spread across the three websites, DLF, Dynasty Nerds, Fantasy Football Toolbox, how many rookies 
were taken in the top 50 for startups, PPR Dynasty, and who are they? Do you have an answer for me? I'll say four. Okay. And I'll say Fournette, Cook, Corey Davis, and Christian McCaffrey. Ad? I had three and left out Cook. Okay. I can't remember when the hype started to die for Cook. March, to, he still may have been hyped, but I'm just going to take the gamble and say three, and then they left out Cook in this ADP. Awesome. Well, Chad, you are correct. Oh, let's go. It was four. Um, we'll run down the list. Leonard Fournette with an average draft spot of 24 across the board. No surprise there. Dalvin Cook in second place with an average of 20. So the hype was still there. The hype was still there for March. And yeah. maybe in April it drops. Yes. Um, Corey Davis, number three, uh, 44. Christian McCaffrey is the rounding out, and his average was 47. I think that would be different now. I, I, I think it does I think change. McCaffrey would be above Cook now. I'm, I'm interested to see what it is for April. Um, and then the, the two next closest were Mixon and Williams. Uh, Mixon with 60 and Williams with 61. Interesting. Yeah, so there's some interesting fact, the overhype of the draft. And see, uh, That's a high for startup, I think. I mean, the, o- the only one I, I would agree with the spot would be Fournette. I think the other ones, mm-hmm. may, you're, lo- you're looking at like 60s, 70s to start taking those guys. Yeah, because you're top 15 to 12, you're, you're talking top four or five rounds Absolutely. to take a rookie. Yeah. That's high. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't know, especially people last year were taking Coleman and Treadwell that high. Yep. Didn't really play out. True. But yeah, inter- interesting thought. Um, we'll see if we have uh, some more trivia for you next week. And now, next week is is our not our live episode. It's not. We have one more before the the live draft episode. Uh, next week is going to be more of like a a pre draft kind of setting up what we expect, some predictions uh, about the draft. Yeah, maybe do a little uh, one last mock. Now the, the issue is me and Eric know a little bit too much, so we might just let our our co host Chad. Do a little 14-team round one mock, give it to the listeners, and you know we'll weigh in unbiased and see if we like to pick for the team. Well, we'll, So we'll do it for our league, too, so where he thinks the team will fit, where the rookies will go, and then, yeah, then it's draft time. I cannot wait. I cannot I was telling wait. Chad, this is, the, this is the Super Bowl for Dynasty Leagues. This is it. Yeah. This is so, what all the trades and all the hype is for. This is my favorite sporting event of the year. It is. Far. I took it off. I took it off work. That so. is I should have took off Friday. I was stupid. If I didn't just get a new job, I absolutely would have taken off. So here's, as far as scheduling goes, we'll look to put one out around the same time next week, like Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And then the live draft episode will probably come out either Sunday night or Monday morning. We'll see. Um, But yeah, that's the general consensus. Yeah. Love everything about that. That's so funny. Why are you laughing? Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Eric Von Dunn. My Twitter handle, EFV40. Chad, you want to give us the uh, Twitter handle for the league? I know why you're laughing now. The Phillies just beat the Mets 6-2 in 10 No, they showed a really, they showed a really the bad error. error. The error was... No, I didn't see the error. Right, you plugged the Twitter while I rewind this. Jose, Jose Reyes wanted to go catch the ball, hit him in the glove, is it fell a, out, and then he a, ran it to Darno. Is it a Luis Castillo moment? Wait, I can't talk baseball on this. Look, just watch this. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. And the game's <laughs> over. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Elite Dynasty I'm go Podcast. jump off the balcony. Um, Chad will be jumping off the balcony, so we will need a replacement host. If you know anyone, reach out to me at EFV40. 
The Twitter's at Elite Dynasty 69. I'm not sure how much it'll be updated anymore because I'm going to go jump off the balcony. So. Yep. And subscribe, share, comment, leave a five star. Thank you for the five stars, by the way. We noticed there was a few more. Oh, was there? Yeah, there was. Oh, nice. So. We should start reading those off. Yeah. We should. Yeah, I'm down for that. Ne- next week, you'll get, you guys will be recognized. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very, very much, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you later. Peace.